Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Ottawa, Canada. Welcome, my good friend, Rich Danby. Thanks, Victor. Great to be here. Rich, six months ago, you and I sat down. We were talking about goal setting, goal setting for 2020. It's a great exercise to do every year. Usually do this in December in preparation for the upcoming year. And I don't care who you are, but if you had plans for 2020, chances are they haven't quite turned out the way you planned. Is that the case for you? (laughs) Absolutely. I think that's the case for everybody, my friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you couldn't do what you planned to do, what did you do instead? Well, you know what, Victor, I saw this as a massive opportunity. I saw it for myself as a season of learning. Rather than hustle, hustle, go try to make deals happen and do all the normal stuff that I was doing. You know, often there's so many books that I've owned that I've bought long time ago, I haven't had a chance to read. And there were just things within the way that I was doing things in my business. I know what my weaknesses are. And I know some of the areas that I could have worked on. And I just chose to embrace the opportunity of slowing down and really take advantage of the time and just treat it as a season of learning. I love that. It's almost a sabbatical of sorts. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? It's uh, it's really, what was really great about it was that my phone wasn't ringing nonstop. My email wasn't packing itself like it normally does. So it kind of felt like, you know, my morning routine is to wake up super early. And I love doing that because nobody is interrupting me during that time. So I felt like during COVID-19 and during this break that we've had that I've actually had more of a break than normal to actually get focused on some of the stuff that I need to do. When you exercise, when you go to the gym, you're not strengthening those muscles when you're actually doing push-ups or you're doing a bench press. The, the strengthening happens during the recovery period. And the same thing happens uh, when you are taking some time off. The strengthening happens during recovery. What's that been like for you? Do you feel like you've come out of this period stronger than when you went in? Truthfully, yes. And I know that, you know, it's like, wow, that that's, I wish everybody could say that, but that's in my case, it is the situation. But part of it was my strategy was to slow things down a little bit anyway, because I had planned to make some adjustments in my business and just taking on new things and new challenges that I wanted to work on. So the timing really worked out well in that regard. But I feel like now the momentum from it all, specifically like, you know, we talked about planning and, you know, people, you you mentioned December and that's the time to do it. Absolutely. But, you know, it's many people get so stuck in the working in the business rather than working on the business. And I feel like we were all forced to really work on the business. And there are so many benefits that can come from that if you take advantage of the opportunity. So can you give me a couple of examples of what working on the business looks like for you? Yeah, you know, uh, there were certain things I wanted to really do with getting some things moving forward, just different avenues within the business. And really what it came down to was figuring out, you know, how do I best use my time and and not treat it as a 12-month goal anymore. I actually broke it down to a 12-week goal. And I actually bought this book, it's called The 12-Week Year by Brian Moran. And after I read the book, I thought, well, this is absolutely perfect and it's an amazing time to apply it. And then I went online and discovered that I could buy some software that 
that is available for it. I think it's like $2.99 for a year or something like that. And the software measures everything that you're doing and really helps you set up goals in a way that I've never done previously. And one of the points about setting up goals for a year is that you know, you set goals for 12 months, but then at the end of the month, at the end of January, you're like, well, you know, I still have 11 months left. So you're not really thinking about the timeline that it takes to actually accomplish the goal. And so, you know, if you think back to high school or university and studying for exams, you know, if you know you have a month before your assignment is due, typically you're not working on it until like the week before. And I feel like with goals, that often happens as well. But by using this 12-week year that I've discovered, um, I thought it, it's just tremendous because um, by using the software after reading the book, it measures your week by a percentage. So you know exactly what activities to put in there every day and every week to be able to get yourself to the ultimate goal. And what I realized about that the most was how many things that I was doing that were distractions. The whole idea is to try to simplify it, to really just you know pick one thing. And I think for, for, for guys like us, opportunity continually flows to us on a regular basis. And so it can get really easy to get distracted with shiny object syndrome. You know, us as coaches ourselves, you know, we have clients who are asking us about different strategies and different opportunities that they're in. And you're like, well, well that's something I, I, that's new to me or I don't know very much about. And then you have people just calling on a regular basis wanting to see if you'll get involved because they know that we have capital, that we're, we're the money raisers. So they're constantly bringing their deals and opportunities. So Having this opportunity and specifically applying the 12-week year, I feel was a, a really good way to, you know, figure out how to just get through the next few months. Well, I love the fact that you mentioned the 12-week year. In fact, that was a book review here on the podcast back on December 27th of 2018. And it's a very powerful methodology. It's not the same as planning once a quarter. It really is thinking about the year as if it was 12 weeks and going through that almost annual planning cycle, except in this case, it's 12 weeks in duration. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, you know, when you're setting goals for 12 weeks, you really start realizing how you're spending your time. And especially because the software that's available with it, it measures what you're doing with your time, that really shines a big light on it. And I feel for me, I really can get distracted easily because of all of the opportunities that flow to me. And um, this really, you know, after the first week of assessing it, I realized, okay, these are the adjustments I have to make for week two and then the adjustments for week three and so on and so on until eventually you get yourself in a rhythm and you get better at saying no. I know that obviously we get so many opportunities to do different things and saying no can be a challenge, especially when you're excited about what those opportunities are. But this was a really good way to measure whether or not you're actually moving forward with your goal and you can attach a dollar figure to it as well, which is really making it extremely measurable. Yeah, I love that. I love that. One of the things that I'm certainly looking at right now, we are clearly in transition in the economy. We're in transition with the pandemic. Some economies are opening up. Others are closing down again because they've got a new outbreak. It's a very unpredictable time. And because of that, I think it actually makes a lot of sense to be planning fairly close in. Now, in my case, We've been extremely active with deals. Now, during the height of the pandemic, we were very focused on making sure that we were putting out what I'll call some brush fires, making sure that our investors were protected, 
making sure we had adequate cash reserves and all of that sort of thing. We weren't looking at any new opportunities, but since then we've actually started to get very active on a number of new opportunities. And it's really one of the busiest times we've had that I can ever remember. I completely agree with that. And, you know, I think one of the opportunities within all of this is that there's going to be so many deals available like never before, because there are going to be tons of people who did not plan for a rainy day and they're stuck and they need out and they need a solution. And that's our opportunity to be the solution for them. So for me, it's exciting because there's so much deal flow right now. And, you know, I'm also a, a personal finance. I help people with private lending. There is so many people who have amazing deals going on. But then also there are tons of people, more people that have money than there are deals that are looking for ways to make back some of the money that they lost. And so now I find raising capital is easier than ever. I'm getting more calls than ever before. And, you know, for people who think that raising capital is the challenging part, that's not the challenging part at all. There is a massive amount of money that wants to get in play right now. So if you're looking at opportunities to, to do some deals, whether you're flipping properties or whether you're adding legal secondary suites or whether you're doing development or whether you're using the Burr strategy, buying multifamily, whatever it is, money, I can tell you, I'm a person who helps people get money for their deals. It is waiting and ready to go. Yeah, we're starting to see that as well. We're starting to get into capital raising mode on a couple of projects. And of course, you know, we're not here to solicit. So we're not talking about those specific projects. But we are certainly seeing an appetite for the projects that we're coming forward with. So and that's a big change, actually, from from even just a few weeks ago, where there was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of people saying, you know, maybe I'm just going to sit on cash for now. And I'm starting to see that that cash starting to come free. Yeah, I saw the exact same thing. As soon as this thing went down, the coronavirus at first, everyone was holding back, waiting to see what would happen. And now that we've been into this now for over a few months, people now are starting to think, I better really get my money back out and play. I need to make some of the money back that I've lost. Lost in the stock market. Lost in the stock market, lost from perhaps having their regular business interrupted. Um, so yeah, there's there's all sorts of reasons now where why people are looking to place their funds. So when you look at goal setting, I think you and I have talked about this before, there's a couple of different types of goals. There are attainment goals. And if you're talking about attainment goals, even in the context of a 12-week year, there's also habit goals. Where have you placed your emphasis? I think habits is number one. And I'm really glad that you brought that up because we've discussed this multiple times. You can have whatever goal you want, but if you don't have the right habits, and they say that about 40% of what you do in a day is based on your habits, which is a really high number and something to consider. So if you don't have the infrastructure in your life where you've uploaded and upgraded new software, which creates those new habits, which they say it takes about 66 days to 70 days to 90 days, we've heard all sorts of different numbers, but we know that it does take a couple of months to install those new habits. And without the habits, I, I really feel like most of the goals they never come true. And I know for us, you know, we're, we're speaking in front of large crowds on a regular basis and we can teach everybody the same thing, but typically only about 10% of the room actually does anything significant with it. And I think that has everything to do with habits and nothing to do with goals. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Well, yeah. And if, if you think about it, every single person who has accomplished anything of any significance has used what Darren Hardy calls the compound effect. You know, he wrote a book on it. 
where these small incremental changes day upon day upon day add up in a cumulative manner. You can't go from zero to running a marathon in one day. You've got to build up to it incrementally. And when you do, you can accomplish far more than you would have ever even thought. Yeah. And you know, Victor, it's time for a confession. I want to share this because you and I are both known to be high performers, but during COVID-19, there was a slip up in my life. My habits and routines were broken up because every day was Saturday, meaning that I had my kids home 24 seven and no office to go to. And one of the areas of my life and my normal habits that I really have control over is exercising and eating healthy, eating the right food. But with my gym being closed down and also with my fridge being here 24 hours a day, I found myself slipping. So one of the things I did to fix that was I created some accountability for myself. I told a friend who I highly respect, he is a very high performer, and I asked, I asked for help. And then I declared, I just sent out a message to people as part of a Facebook group that I'm part of to let them know that, that I was going through this. So the reason I share that story is because success and habits are a switch. It's not a dial. And there are going to be times where you slip and fall. There will be times where it might be one day. There are times it might be one week. There are times it might be one month. And the important part is to not beat yourself up. Don't join the self-beaters club. I know I was a part of that club for a long time previously before doing a lot of personal development on myself. And just know that success as you measure these habits, as you're trying to implement them, don't measure yourself daily. Measure yourself weekly. Measure yourself monthly. And just set up routines that are helping you see the positive in what you're doing. Focus on the gratitude, the appreciation, and the progress. And try not to focus on too much what you're doing wrong because that can actually work against you rather than for you. I love it. Well, Rich, if folks want to learn more, if they want to get in touch, what's the best way? Yeah, they could just uh, send me an email at rich at richdanby.com. Terrific. Well, for the listeners at home, def- definitely reach out to rich at richdanby.com. That's R-I-C-H-D-A-N-B-Y.com. In the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. <laughs>